What's up, everybody? It's Dorian. And Morgan. And this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. And we're back with our second episode of yeah. the new year. I mean, I know you and I talk like every day, Literally. but uh, <laughs> what's been going on this week? Well, I think the best way uh, to describe my week is a meme that you sent me of this young girl getting her ponytail snatched. <laughs> We're on day six of this Daniel fast, and when I say the Holy Spirit has been snatching me up, just refining and molding, so I'm growing over here, y'all. It's been good, but I've been I've been getting yanked. <laughs> what about you? How's your week going? For y'all who don't know, the Daniel fast um, is essentially fruits, vegetables, beans, and nuts. Um, you can have whole wheat things, but for me, now Morgan is vegan, so I don't. I'm not vegan. I, I love this girl. Love like chicken. I think that I have. <laughs> A protein like a meat with every meal i realized yeah, I that on this daniel fast i have one with every meal but anyway um all that to say i feel like the spongebob meme when he's like leaning against the cave wall <laughs> with his hand on his side he's like <laughs> like that's how i feel i'm like every day i'm just like jesus like let's just get through this day um but i love how it really is challenging us mm-hmm. and, and pushing us to grow deeper so um speaking of fasting and going deeper mm-hmm. i'm so excited that we're kicking off our deeper roots series today yeah. um um, where we have identified seven different areas that we believe God is calling us to go deeper in this decade. And so our first topic is prayer and fasting. So um, it's just so timely that we are in this season <laughs> right now. Yeah. And I love it, too, because since we're actually experiencing it, we're able to share in real time what we're learning. I think there's something really special about yeah. that. I'm just excited. I'm excited to share. I'm excited to talk about things that God is developing and teaching us and just to share tangible ways to dig deeper. I think there are a lot of people who want to go deeper, but sometimes it's hard when you don't have any kind of like practical steps to really take. So I'm excited. I agree. Okay, so let's dive right into prayer. So I don't know about y'all, but for a really long time, I thought prayer was just something you did on Sundays or something you just do when you're in trouble and you really need God. But what I'm learning in this season and even more in the last two years is that um, prayer is really something powerful. Um, It's really our lifeline to the Father, and it's really designed to be an integral part of our daily lives. It's not just a moment we spend with God, but I think it's really a lifestyle. Yeah, that's good. I think it's also just a means of communication with God. Mm -hmm. And we know that the core of any successful relationship has a very healthy and also consistent um, communication. And so I think that like there's no relationship that I have on earth that doesn't have strong communication that is not also a strong relationship. So the same way that I'm fed from a great conversation with one of my girls or my family, Mm -hmm. I'm literally like filled to the rim, of course, with peace and gratitude and all these things that God offers when you converse with him. Oh, I love that analogy filled to the rim because that's Mm. just like a perfect description. What I love about prayer too is that it's really a chance for us to invite God's presence no matter where we find ourselves or what situation we're in. And what's crazy is that Alice preparing for this and praying about it, I was reminded that prayer is actually a privilege and it was actually purchased mm. for us. So if you go back in the Old Testament, like if y'all want to really, really study, get, back, get into Exodus <laughs> and you're going to learn how God was just so specific with just the colors and the dimensions of the veil and the tabernacle. And back in the day, only the purest priest, Aaron or his descendants were able to go into the most sacred um, place of the temple and really intimately commune with God. But when Christ died on the cross, literally the moment he died, the literal veil mm. of the temple was torn in two, which means that there that that moment or that um, intimate communing with God wasn't just reserved for the purest of people, or the right. holies of holies. It meant that now we can walk in unrestricted no matter where we are and have mm. access to God and really commune with him without any kind of barriers. And I think we just forget that there is a price tag for this prayer. Wow, that's actually really huge. And there's so many 
songs that talk about like the veil was torn mm-hmm. and I actually didn't have that reference before I never knew what they were talking about mm. honestly until you told me about the veil and this whole concept um, from history and so I think that when we sometimes now we look at prayer as like an inconvenience it's we like do. dang I gotta step to the side <laughs> and pray a little bit and how it just uh, takes time out of our daily lives but when you consider the privilege there and that thousands of a few just a few thousand years ago mm-hmm. you didn't even have the prayer to commune with God on your own like that that really hits that hits a little different yeah <laughs> it really does it's crazy to consider that and I think that's why it's so important to study the word so you get the background about mm. all these things that we say that becomes part of our religious routine without yeah. even knowing the significance that's good. but now that we've kind of talked through the importance of prayer what are some ways that you've really learned to deepen you know your prayer walk with God well, I love like the simple advice that Jesus gave in his Sermon on the Mount. So in Matthew 6, 7, he says, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like <laughs> pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And so my prayer life, I've realized that it is strengthened once I accept that God is not trying to grade my prayers based on the structure <laughs> mm, and the language and the style. He's just looking for the position of my heart and he wants to see, am I coming to him with the belief that we see in verse eight in that chapter? Um, do I believe that he already knows what I need before I even ask him. Mm. And I think my favorite thing is um, something that Charles Spurgeon, who's known as the Prince of Preachers, he Mm. says, um, Christians prayer are measured by the weight, not the length. Girl. Wow. That means that (laughs) someone could be praying for an hour and someone could pray for five seconds. And And God just be pleased with that. Yes. Oh, that is so... That just arrests my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to even respond to that because that is such a good reminder. And I think, too, to add on to that, over the past couple of years, I've really learned that when I get in trouble, I often want to call you mm. or call my mama. But I, the Holy Spirit was like, talk to me about it. Like, I'm the only one that actually I can do something about the situation. Yes. And so what I've been learning to do is that use God as my lifeline. So go to him first seek him first. Um, and I feel like when I've done that, that's kind of slowly evolved to me going to him for everything Mm. because he's the only one that can fix it. So it's not even helpful for me to complain to you when I haven't gone to the one who's actually in charge of it all. Come on. And I think that that's really captured in Philippians four, six. Y'all know we love the message version. (laughs) It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray, let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. And I think secondly, too, even within that, I've learned that God wants to be a part of everything, um, every aspect of my life. So growing up, I used to think there were some prayers that were really small. Like if my mom prayed for a good parking spot, I'm like, God's too busy. Mm. He don't have time for stuff like that. Um, but I think because God is such a gentleman, he only goes into places that we invite him. And when we pray, we say, God, come into the situation. And I think as a good father, he's going to do it or at least listen to it. You right. know what I mean? So I think what's really beautiful is that there is no prayer that's too big or too small for us to pray. That's good, especially about going to him with our concerns because he's the only one with the answers anyway. Facts. And I was just talking to my girl Colette on the phone. We were talking about how we waste so much time <laughs> either going to other people or mm-hmm. sometimes just sitting at it, sitting with something yeah. by ourselves. So true. Sometimes I'll sit and I'll just be walking around the apartment fussing, just like, man, <laughs> and if she would have just did X, Y, Z, then everything would have been fine. And God is just sitting by the side, just sitting patiently waiting waiting, like well whenever you want to talk to me about it like I can give you peace over that situation Mm -hmm. so you're not even bothered or I can give you joy even though you were disappointed by that thing so I'm like yeah I love that point so just to kind of sum it up a few ways that we can deepen our prayer life are to pray openly and honestly to talk to God first and to just pray about everything 
So one thing that I've also kind of noticed in my prayer life is, well, in my faith walk, is the correlation between prayer and fasting. Mm. And I know like when we mention fasting, people probably like, "Mm, all right, let me fast forward through this part because that's a little too spiritual, too religious, (laughs) or maybe just like "Uh, fasting is too hard. But once you understand how prayer and fasting really go hand in hand, then you understand the power that you unlock during fasting. That's so true. And I think to your earlier point, I think a lot of time people are thrown off by fasting because it's intimidating <laughs> and it seems really, really religious. Yeah. But if you read the Bible time and time again, you see that people fasted and they prayed as an act of humility because they needed to see God move in mighty ways. Mm. Um, and also without prayer, fasting is just deprivation. There's no building of devotion. Mm. And I fasted so fasted so many times and I did the deprivation part. But I didn't realize it was out. It was really about the refining. And I just missed so much because I was so focused on what I was like not having. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I see that fasting is really an act of sacrificial love to say, God, I'm desperate to see the areas where I'm spiritually weak. And I really need you to provide a fresh revelation and movement in my life. Ah, that's so good. And initially, to be honest with you, I totally disregarded too. the prayer part of fasting. I spent so much time focusing on the absence of food that I neglected to focus on the presence of God. Mm. And so now I understand that there's an exchange like Mm. I am releasing my dependency on food and replacing that with a dependency on God so when I would lean on food to comfort me when I had a bad day or my day was long at work Mm -hmm. or something upset me now I have the opportunity to lean on him through through prayer when I would normally turn to food Ooh, you got me on that food part because I'm I'm going without sweets right now and I just (laughs) realized how much I love a good pop belly sugar cookie as a comfort at the end of the day Uh, it's a good word okay something I'm really learning as we fast um, right now is that there really has to be a purpose for the fasting and all through the bible people who fasted also simultaneously prayed and believed for something specific Mm. they focused their prayers in their hearts on what they were really believing God to do as they fasted and I think really having a purpose specifically right now is really helping me stay focused when there's difficult moments because they will come and it really helps me be intentional with my prayers as I fast um, I think something else has really made a difference this round, of, um, this time around fasting. It's just like having resources. Mm. I think before I was like, oh, I know what fasting is. I just don't, I don't have something and everything's perfect. It's like, <laughs> no, uh, for me, we have a devotional that Dory and I and our friend Haley are doing, um, reading in the Bible about people who's fasted has really helped. Yeah. And even Transformation Church, they have this really cool fasting and prayer journal that gives you something to pray and focus on every day. And I really feel like these resources have, um, They can really help you spend intentional time in the word, reflecting and just listening to the voice of God. That's so good. And I know we've been referencing food during this fast, um, but we can really fast from anything. Mm -hmm. Anything that is distracting or subtracting from your relationship with God, you can fast from. So that can be social media. That can be TV. That can be music. Shoot. Maybe it could even be people if you need (laughs) people. You, okay, no, God wants us to love all people, but you might need a little distance. I don't know. I don't know. You have to talk to him yeah, about, pray it. about it. So whatever it is, talk to him and see what it is. Yep, that's the point <laughs> I was going to make too. It's just like, we're not fasting for the sake of fasting because it's like some religious thing we do to check off a box. Like we're seeking God about fasting and we're seeking him about what does he want us to, to fast from. Mm, that's so good. So to go deeper in fasting, we can focus on the presence of God rather than the absence of something else. We can seek God for the purpose of the fast and we can just seek helpful resources. 
Wow, though, I don't know if this episode was more encouraging or convicting for me, honestly. Um, but what I love about our conversation is that it really just shows how expansive our God is. And there's inf- there's an infinite amount of ways that we can please him and that we can be deeply rooted in our prayer and fasting life. And I just really encourage all of y'all to continue to seek God in ways you can go deeper. And for those of you all who are looking for ways to go deeper, another a couple of few suggestions also be like, tell God about those desires. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to other believers who are mature in their faith and seek out resources like devotionals and books amen mo well part one of our deeper root series is a wrap so we hope y'all found this episode helpful and that y'all will be tuning in for part two of the deeper root series which is coming on wednesday february 5th so we'll be talking about ways to deepen our quiet time with god and to spend more intimate time with him Oh, that's going to be a good episode. (laughs) But before then, we have something special to share. So we're going to be speaking at a vision board event on January 25th in D.C. Tickets can be purchased at the link in our uh, Instagram bio. And since y'all heard it here first, you can use the code rootedlife for 10% off the ticket price. So head on over to at rootedlifepodcast for more information. All right, y'all. We are standing with you, believing for deeply rooted prayer and fasting lives. So we hope y'all have a great week and know that we love y'all. As always, stay stay rooted. rooted.